Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. I am Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I could do this all day. Hey guys, and welcome to Movie Punditry. I am Mike Mahoney, your host. And today we are here to talk about Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Right? I just saw this movie over the weekend, and uh, quick answer is that I thought it was really great. I loved it. Um, my wife and I went to see it. We were walking in the theater, and she said, I want to go back and see it again. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. It's an absolutely ridiculous film. And we're going to get into the details. But I want to just talk a little bit first about just the whole Fast and Furious thing, man. The whole uh, franchise situation. Um, you know, this was, a, this was a film that, this film franchise that started back in 2001 with, uh, with a film called The Fast and the Furious, which was, let's face it, guys, it was a blatant ripoff of Point Break. It was basically Point Break with cars. I mean, just look at all the story. It's beat for beat. It is freaking point break. You know, you have an undercover, you have an undercover cop who goes in and investigates this uh, team of, you know, eth extreme athletic stroke bad guys. You know, in Point Break, they're surfers who rob banks. In Fast and Furious, they're street racers who steal cars and other things. It's just, it's the same deal. He falls in love with one member of the gang, and, and there's a tension there. And then at the end, he lets the bad guy go. You know, Johnny lets Bodie go. I mean, you could argue that Bodie was killed by the wave, but nobody saw the body. You know, and at the end, Brian lets Dom go. It's just, it's the same movie. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means it's the same movie. Um, Followed up in June of 2003 by the really terrible Too Fast, Too Furious, otherwise known as Tyrese's Folly, introduced us to, uh, to a couple of characters. Tej Parker, played by Ludacris, who was actually a lot of fun, and Brian's buddy, Roman Pierce, who was played by Tyrese Gibson. It was okay, but it was it was not as good as the first film, um, which is surprising because uh, John Singleton was the director, and this is a guy this is the guy who directed Boys in the Hood. This is the guy who directed Poetic Justice. This is the guy who directed Higher Learning, and then he comes in and he does you know this mess, but it is what it is. Uh, three years later comes Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which uh, was a completely different deal. But this is the beginning of the Justin Lin years. And Justin Lin did um, four movies uh, in this franchise and really, I think, is, is largely responsible for kind of bringing this franchise back from the brink. 
you know, after Too Fast, Too Furious, it was kind of a mess. And, and you know, Tokyo Drift was a better film. Um, I don't know that you really get to argue that Lucas Black is a particularly great actor, but he did he did his bit, and um, it was okay. It was fun. It was exciting. You know, uh, Han, Han Lu, who was uh, brought in, as the character here was brought into the later films, uh, played by Sun Kang. Um, he was really good, and either the film was better than the one before it. After that, in 2009, you had Fast and Furious, which is where uh, these movies start getting a little bit better. And then in 2011, there was, of course, Fast Five, which is kind of the rebirth of... Uh, of this whole Fast and Furious franchise with the addition of franchise Viagra, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who comes in as Luke Hobbs. And really, uh, this is this is one of the safe guys. This, uh, you know, starts out in Brazil, uh, moves its way to Miami, and was really so much fun. And, you know, the, the interactions between Vin Diesel and... Dwayne Johnson are just, they're a hoot. They're just a ball. The Toretto. You're under arrest. Arrest? I don't feel like I'm under arrest. How about you, Brian? No, not a bit. Not even a little bit. Uh, I'll just give it a minute. It'll sink in. After that film, of course, uh, was Fast and Furious 6, the one with the big long runway, where uh, we're introduced to, um, we're reintroduced to Letty Ortiz, who we thought had been killed, but it turns out that she wasn't. And, And we also get Owen Shaw, who is played by Luke Evans, who is the antagonist in this, and would start to build out uh, the mythology. The Shaw family is going to become very instrumental in this whole franchise. At the very end of this film, we get, of course, a little little snippet of Jason Statham um, as... Deckard Shaw, who was, of course, the, the main protagonist in, uh, or the main antagonist, I should say, in Furious 7. And then in uh, 2017's Fate of the Furious, I guess, kind of becomes a member of the team. But his interactions between him and Dwayne Johnson are, they're just next level. These two alpha males who take different approaches to things are just, it's just fantastic, which leads us to the spinoff that we're talking about today, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, or as it really everybody's talking about it, just Hobbs and Shaw. Um, these two guys have proven that you don't need Vin Diesel to make a great Fast and Furious movie. And uh, I'm going to tell you, this is such a fun movie. It is so great. Um, you know, of course, you have Dwayne Johnson, you have Jason Statham playing the lead characters, Hobbs and Shaw, but you've got the addition of Idris Elba, um, who Dell and I... We really like everything he does. Um, who plays? Uh, he plays Brixton Lore, who is this kind of rogue MI6 agent. We haven't seen that trope before. Um, and who, uh, without, getting, without getting real spoilery, 
he uh, this is a pretty obvious in the trailer. He gets some upgrades. Uh, in fact, in the trailer, he calls himself Black Superman. And uh, the other addition, the other great addition here is Vanessa Kirby, who you may know from The Crown. She was uh, she was really great in that, playing Hattie Shaw, who is uh, Deckard and Owen's sister, Hobbs and, and Shaw and the other Shaw. And they're kind of going, uh, they're getting chased by this Idris Elba character around the world. There's three really great set pieces in this film. Um, the first one takes place in London. The second one in the second act takes place uh, in the Ukraine. And then the third one, which is in the, the kind of the big finale, is, uh, is on Samoa. Um, and these are really, really well done. You know, the, um, the director of this film is a guy named David Leach, and, and he was really kind of known for Atomic Blonde a couple of years ago and Deadpool 2. And the thing that he does really well is he keeps these action scenes kind of grounded. You know, the problem that we have a lot with action scenes these days is that with all the quick cuts and quick edits and, and short shots and, and jumping camera is that it's kind of hard to keep a sense of what's going on in these films and where everything is. So um, what David Leach has been able to do for the most part is to keep a sense of uh, geography in these films and keep you on, keep the narrative moving, but also just keep you grounded as to exactly what's going on. The uh, the middle the middle set piece, the the second act one is a, is a bit messier than the other two. Um, it's kind of uh, it's a little hard to follow. It's it's just kind of seems in some cases to be stunts for the sake of doing stunts, but um, the other two, especially the third act one. Is just it's just tremendous. It's so far overboard. It's so ridiculous. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen it. You know, helicopters and trucks and trucks chained to helicopters, hanging out over cliffs, and it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And that's the great thing about this movie. This is a movie that knows what it is. It knows how ridiculous it is. It knows how absolutely stupid its premise is, and it doesn't care. And it just leans right into it. And says, you want to see Ridiculous? I'm going to show you Ridiculous. And because of that, it just makes it a lot of fun. And the chemistry between Johnson and Statham uh, and between Johnson and Kirby is really great. These two guys, I would watch these guys all day long. I hope they, I really hope they make more movies. And I really hope that they do uh, a little bit more with these characters. It, they're almost more, they're not almost, they are more interesting than the mainline characters in Fast and Furious at this point. You know, I've, I've about uh, had it with Dominic Toretto and, uh, you know, his crew. But um, these two guys, Hobbs and Shaw, I could watch these guys do another couple of movies. There's some really, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but there's some really cool cameos in this film. Um, really surprising ones. And... Uh, they're really well done. Um, they they do uh, a lot of just fun stuff. They take a lot of shots at Game of Thrones, which is kind of fun. They actually took a shot at the Game of Thrones finale, which only came out a couple of weeks ago. So that must be, it was a post credit scene. I guarantee you they, they kind of added it at the end after the Game of Thrones finale uh, shot out. But um, it's it's just really fun. It's a great movie. I mean, is it going to be smart? No. Is it going to blow you away with its, with its witty dialogue? Maybe it will, because the dialogue is very witty. 
Um, are you going to learn something in this movie? You are absolutely not going to learn anything in this movie. Uh, but it's fun. It's it's a great Saturday afternoon popcorn flick, which is when we watched it. Um, actually, it was Saturday morning. But it's a, it's a great popcorn flick. Just sit back, turn your brain off, watch things blow up, watch things drive through walls, watch people punch each other. Um, it's just a lot of fun. So, so that's it. That's the review. Um, nothing much else going on. The other, the only other thing that really kind of struck me this week, uh, just a quick note. Um, if you've been listening, then you know that I'm a huge fan of uh, Denis Villeneuve and his films, and I'm really, really looking forward to uh, next year when he releases his Dune adaptation, or at least the first half of his Dune adaptation. And the news came down yesterday that they are moving this film back a month uh, off of November next year onto Christmas of next year. It's going to be released instead of November uh, Thanksgiving weekend. It's going to be released December 18th, which is a week before Christmas. And I think this is significant. This is not a problem. Um, for one thing, the film is already wrapped filming. And it's already in post-production. So this is this is strategy for the studio. This is not, we have a big problem and we have to kick it back. It's only a month. Um, but it moves it up against some pretty serious competition because the other things that are right now scheduled to open this week uh, on December 18th are Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story and Eddie Murphy's uh, Coming to America 2 or Coming Number 2 America sequel. Um, that's some pretty stiff competition. It wasn't going up against much of anything in November. So uh, this tells me that Warner Brothers has got some some confidence in this film. And I would not be surprised if Paramount moved Coming to America 2 off of that weekend and maybe moved it up to November um, or pushed it back a little more because uh, that's a lot of stuff to go up against the week before Christmas. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really, really excited about this film, and I think you should be excited about this film. So anyway, guys, that's it. Um, that's it for this week. And we, will, we thank you for listening. Um, tell your friends about us, please. Tell, tell one person about us. And uh, hopefully we can uh, continue to grow this podcast. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll see you next week.